If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Say Things, episode 93. Stuntsman here with Cinderin. And we have a very special episode. But mm-hmm. first, Cinderin, how are you doing on this loveliest of days? I am doing great, Shannon. I actually, I couldn't believe it. You know, sometimes you have this thing where your body knows that you're supposed to wake up and you wake up right before. Yeah. Actually. I woke up like five minutes before the alarm I had set. And because of that, I don't feel like I'm not so tired. And I woke up with like a big fart, you know, those are like the best ones. Then you just uh, like, then you're there. So I thought you were going to say erection, but it actually improved no. itself. So good. No, no, no. I, I don't say inappropriate stuff in the podcast. You know, don't. <laughs> don't. Excellent. I really appreciate it. Um, so before I get to the Patreon shout outs, I actually want to do this first. Uh, for those that are watching on YouTube, the the episode name is going to be a bit clickbaity. Uh, it says it's the final episode ever. Uh, and again, we said this last week, but in case you missed it, this will be the final episode we ever post on Dota Cinema YouTube channel. Uh, for this episode, it will be on both this the YouTube uh, the Dota Cinema channel and our new channel, which you can see is down on the bottom right, YouTube.com/slash/we say things. So be sure to subscribe to that YouTube channel if you want to learn why we're doing that. You can listen to last week's episode. Uh, just keep in mind if you listen to audio, if you listen or if you watch on Twitch, nothing is changing. Absolutely nothing is changing. It's only for YouTube watchers. So please subscribe to the new channel because next week. It won't be on Dota Cinema, so this is your time to do so. Also, do it. want to announce that, and I, you know, it's funny. I, I'm making this announcement. I haven't even talked to Cinderin about it yet, but we're announcing <laughs> a new schedule. So typically, this is on Tuesdays, and I know a lot of people have gotten used to that, and I appreciate it. But on episode 100, we'll probably announce a new schedule going forward, after like for 101 and beyond that makes more sense for what Valve is currently doing, which what they're currently doing is waiting for our podcast to be released and then having some massive update. (laughs) So my question, and you guys can leave your comments in the YouTube comments for either channel, what day do you prefer? It's on Tuesday, so we'll have to be later. Is a Thursday good? Is a Friday good? Whatever. Let us know if there's any difference at all. I know a lot of people like Tuesday because... Well, nothing happens on Tuesdays, so which apparently <laughs> is why we're changing it. You can also write hashtag fan Monday uh, if you would like Monday. Yeah, if you'd like the podcast to be even more uh, about not new news, like if something happens on the weekend, we'll let you know, but Monday would be the literal worst day. So with that in mind, let's uh, say thank you to our beautiful patrons, from the In Bruges tier. I'll let you take the first half this time, buddy. Oh, we've got some renames. Oh, we've got a lot of renames. What the hell? What's going on? 
Uh, we've got Telcontar Prime, or Telcontar. My wife doesn't understand why I have a picture of Sindarin on my nightstand. I understand, don't worry. Topless in mosh pits, but wearing my posh mitts. <laughs> Very good. Suns fan, thanks for recommendation of Way of Kings. It was fantastic. I'm now into book two. Cheers. Don't forget about Wizards Fur. Okay, he's he's been into book two for a while, and you they're, have still... Well, they're really long. They're like, I think they're like 2,000 pages, so... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, then we've got Chakar Boyko Ustav Kamutro, the mega pope. He looked like he had a sore leg. Perhaps we should fix it for him. Ti in New Zealand. Zan Xavier, Sunsfan Pudge Omega Lol, Nate Thicko Zero One Hamscroats, Bacon No Not That Bacon The Other Bacon, <laughs> obliterating my penis like I'm Pangolier, spamming my Q on a stack of neutral cream. That is the best name you've come up with. Congratulations, sir. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Beautiful. Lick and Shark TM, and you get the more appropriate half, I guess. All right. If you, uh, whoever's changing their name every time with the Pangolier penis thing, if you could keep that up for next week, because I will read the first half, and I would appreciate reading that for myself. Uh, did you say freshly seasoned goat balls? Sorry. I did not. Well, thank you to him. Also, thank you to the Ben Jackson and Ben Broomhead Alliance. Novi Panda, Dop. Eating Chosnick makes you happy and healthy. Underscore man, the one and only. Uh, Cinderin has defeated the Ben Alliance in an outstanding show of cunning and bravery. We are terribly disappointed in you all. He always wins, no matter what. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, The Coward, Dyslexic Lawyer, Anonymous, Peter, insert insightful comment, Nabling, Ronnie Keel. Thank you, friends. We appreciate it. All right, Cinderin. Uh, we have hey, a buddy. first topic of the week that, of course, was uh, it happened the day after our podcast, as per norm. There is a Netflix anime called Dota Dragon's Blood. It will be releasing March 25th. As of this recording, the announcement has come out. The teaser trailer has come out, which was on the 19th. And the main trailer will be on March 1st. So I guess that'll be, the again, the day after our podcast next week. Perfect timing. And, of Ooh. course, the premiere, March 25th. So we'll talk about specifics in a minute here. But what was your reaction to a Dota so, anime? So I had just I was just playing, and then I hadn't checked my Twitter for like an hour or something. And I tab over, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? There's like all these people just talking about something that came literally out of nowhere. I don't know. Nobody had any idea this was coming. Um, and then I got really excited, right? Because for a couple of reasons. First of all, um, for what it means for our game, right? It's in a way or in reality, probably, this is the biggest advertisement Valve have ever done for this game, at least since the first TI, right? When they put out the trailer for Dota 2 in general. Um, yeah, they haven't ever really promoted the game in any way since, except with just TI being TI. So that's super exciting. Um, I'm not too big of an anime watcher myself. I haven't really watched much, but I'm still, you know, it's a story about Dota. So, of course, I'm excited about the story and what happens and everything, the plot, the characters. Um, and then finally, I think also it makes people, myself included, a little more hopeful about just the future of Dota in general, because this, it's like, 
I think a lot of people were in a position with Dota where they felt like Valve was going to care less and less about it over time and we were going to reach a point where they weren't really supporting the game much anymore. And a lot of people with good reason have felt like that has started happening a couple of years ago. But this kind of is the biggest investment Valve have made into this game for a long time. Making a show like this is expensive. Like, you just you don't just get off uh, get off from this for, like, small amounts of money. So Wait, what? Uh, what are you talking about? Huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> What do you think so, Valve yeah. did in this scenario, Cinderin? <laughs> Am I huh? misunderstanding what happened? There. What do you mean? Other people wrote it, and other people uh, animated it. They probably just gave their okay. I don't know if they actually did anything. Is there any? Do you not think Valve were invested in this? No, I. I mean, do you think other people just asked for the rights from Valve and they got them, and then it was free for Valve? I. I have no idea. I, do you think so? Knowing Valve, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> I mean, is there any information to? The contrary. There is. I mean, that's just that was just my interpretation of it was that this was something well, Valve okay. had quote unquote outsourced to have a show on Netflix. Okay, so if they outsourced it, what did they do then? Right? How do you mean? You mean they funded it? Is that what you're saying? Because that's definitely possible. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but that's. I mean, of... that's what I thought. Perhaps I'm completely wrong here. Like, I no, don't no, know. No. We're just guessing, right? Nobody really knows. But I mean, that's what I thought definitely... when this came out. I was like, damn, yeah. this is a big move from Valve to have a studio make this because. Look at it from a different perspective. If you were an animation studio that was looking to make a success on Netflix, why the hell would you make one about Dota? Like, who would think that this would be the next big story that could sell, right? Well, Netflix you, Netflix gets they do a lot of different shows, first of all, and a lot of weird ones too. Uh, I mean, their biggest mm -hmm. one of their biggest movies or series, I should say, of the year is about chess, for God's sake. So, like, that's having another. It's a bit of a revival there. I mean, and the other thing we have to talk about is the Riot series that's coming out at some point. Mm -hmm. So this is competition to that. This has apparently been in the works for two years. Like, let's say Valve invested money into it, and obviously that's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know if that's actually true, but there's no evidence to say that they wrote anything or did anything with the animation because those studios have already been announced what they are, right? Right. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not implying that Valve are putting in the like the hours of work, but rather that they were putting in the investment and that they were looking to do okay, something like enough. this. And again, this was my hopeful perspective that this is also like not just a community has been, you know, complaining or wanting something more out of the game for a very long time. We've only really had the game and then we've had some comics, uh, but not really much that explores the world very much so that this was kind of a a big step but if if what if your way of looking at it is true then i'm a little bit disappointed because i thought a lot of the initiative here comes from valve um but yeah neither of us know so that's just speculation right yeah no either way it's fucking cool and i hope it's good for the game and that's still the number one main thing is what is this going to do for player base for people's engagement with the game for how much they care about the game and it's always going to be a huge selling point in you know, overall gaming news, right? You reach people that haven't heard about the game or didn't think it was this big or blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of... So the coolest know, thing for... Big. I mean, uh, I shouldn't say the coolest. One of the cool things about it is the studio that animated it, which I'm going to talk about a pro and a con here. The pro mm -hmm. is they have some history with... Uh, so I talked about before the... I'm not a big anime guy. Um, first of all, we can talk about the word anime because that's actually an interesting discussion in of itself. But uh, like I've seen... A couple different animes. One of them I liked, which was Sword Art Online. At least part of it I liked. 
And the newest one that I really liked a lot, which I recommended on the show already, was Avatar The Last Airbender, which mm -hmm. is also on Net Netflix, I believe. And then the, the follow-up to it was Legends of Korra, which is made by this same studio. And I'm in the middle of watching that. I've been watching it for a couple months now. That's also very, very good. So that's awesome that like a studio that I've already enjoyed watching, even though I'm not a big anime guy, is doing this. Having said that, what the fuck is up with the noses, Cinder? That actually bought... I wouldn't have even noticed, probably, until it was there was a Reddit thread about it. Now I can't unsee it. What? There's like a random line. What is that? Isn't that something that you... Or I don't know if you do that in general, but to me, it's just there to add depth, right? Really? Yes. If that line isn't there, the noses will look weird in a different way. I think it's there to make it more like three-dimensional, if that makes sense. I mean, okay. So, I, I don't think the line is just there by chance or that somebody's like, hey, wouldn't it so, be funny if all the characters just had a line at their nose, you know? Like, obviously, I'm going mean, to cool, but... watch the entire series, obviously, and I'm probably going to like it a lot, but I will say just based on the trailer, uh, the, and, like, the way that it looks... The visual aspect to it is not nearly as good as like Legends of Korra for me, like my personal aesthetic taste. But having said that, let's talk about what's in the game right now because once you open the game, it has a big splash page there. Yep. It says, Dragon Knight and Mirana face demons and gods with unexpected allies in this all-new anime series premiering on Netflix. Discover heroes both old and new as Dota 2 comes to life like never before. So... Before we get into the characters, because that's obviously fascinating, we'll talk about the credits. The word anime, this is like the most, I was just talking about this with my stream before we started recording. It's a very interesting word because the definition, it just, everybody thinks it's a different thing, right? So mm -hmm. I think technically speaking, the word anime just means Japanese animation. It could be anything. There's no, the genre doesn't matter. It can be a comedy, whatever the fuck. So yeah. it's technically the same as a cartoon because in the, like the, mm -hmm. I don't know how you guys have it, but in the U S cartoon is like South, I guess South Park stop motion, but family guy, Archer, all these shows are cartoons. It could be adult. It could be for kids. There's no really in between. So the word anime technically means the same thing, but I feel like the Western audience, sometimes there's like a negative connotation with that. Do you feel like that's true at all? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it is, part of it's like the meme right of it's become this especially on twitch i think it's become this big thing with and that might also be why we have the perception that we do that anime can be perceived as something negative but it, the way i see it a lot of the time that people talk about it it's kind of like a meme of being against the weebs or whatever you know and then um i think in part because like you said it is cartoon style and then a lot of the plots or a lot of the stories might feel like might feel like they're for a younger audience than the ones that watch them, right? But who cares? Um, if it's a good story, it can be interesting to watch. Like I think most people are quote unquote guilty, if you want to call it that, of watching something that's for an age group younger than themselves, and that's not a problem. And I think anime has just embraced that and made stories that both. 14 year olds and 30 year olds can enjoy in the same way. Um, so 
I kind of get what you mean that there's a negative connotation, but I think a really big part of it is honestly just memes um, and that people don't really care as much as they might sound like. Um, yeah, does I that think, make sense? That's how I, I think I kind of agree. I think there's definitely some people that look at it as a negative, though. I mean, of like course, there, if you chose the word, think about it this way. It replace anime series with cartoon. Do you think mm -hmm. that would be better or worse? Well, first of all, I because then it sounds like it's for kids, right? Okay, what do you like? What is you could say adult cartoon, right? You could say animated series, I guess, instead of anime yeah, series. That's true. Animated series. That would probably be my favorite, I guess, animated series. But isn't that kind of just an anime? Yeah. I again, I don't give a shit. Like it doesn't matter to me. It's just I know that some people might get turned off by it. But then again, this is Dota. If you play Dota, you're probably going to watch it. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about so many different aspects to this. It's probably the longest segment in history of the podcast. But let's first talk about the characters, okay? I, uh, can, before we do that, can I talk about the wording of what it says here? Because it, you know sure. Valve has this thing sometimes where they put in, I don't want to say Easter eggs, but where their wordings or you know, previous hero announcements or whatever, tease something new. Mm. It says in this line, the final line of this thing says, discover heroes both old and new as Dota 2 comes to life like never before. Right. That could mean, I mean, first of all, this means there's new heroes. So then the question is, do they get ported to the game or are they just a part of this story? That's, I'm assuming, I'm very hopeful basically that at least one new character that shows up in the show will be in the game. That would just be a very logical and smart way of doing things, right? Hype people up for that new hero, and then you can play it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first thing. But also with the game coming to, or Dota 2 coming to life like never before, do you think there's anything hinted at like something bigger there than just the show itself? Like, are Valve going to try to make Dota 2 come to life, not just through the show, but also through the game itself? Like changing up the map, you know, putting in more effort than they have recently with just having a more life, a lively population, right? Like, are they going to put in more content in the game to connect with this Dragon's Blood series so that people that try out the game are like, holy shit, this game's amazing. I think there could be like a special event. Right. You know, something like that. Uh, I, I mean, think Valve are missing a huge opportunity if they don't do something special in the game, like truly special in connection with this coming out. Like, that's just, it's the most blatantly obvious time to make some really fucking cool content in the game, right? You're not going to get a better time than this. This is better than TI in many ways to make something cool. So Yeah, and the whole new player experience, to, right? this is going to be a totally separate topic that will follow this discussion. So we're just going to hold off on all comments relating to that. Um, okay, you ready for some character analysis? Yeah. What do you want to call it? Okay, so the main character is Dragon Knight. So mm -hmm. what was your first reaction and has your reaction changed since? Like, do you like that? Because I have an opinion Th about that it. That he was the choice of character or how he yeah, is? Yeah, because you can choose any character. Like, there's 115, mm -hmm. whatever the hell, heroes now, right? Plus all these new ones that are going to be introducing, supposedly. Dragon Knight. I think it's a pretty good choice. I don't, I don't know too much about the lore of the game, so I can't tell you, like, how amazing the other characters' stories are compared to Dragon Knight's or whatever. But for, like, a standard... I don't know if you would call it standard. But just for, like, a, a story arc, I think... The character should be a pretty good fit. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I would have chosen for a series like this from Dota. Yeah, who would you have chosen? 
I'm trying to think about it. Like if there was a like just a an easily better choice just off the top of my head to tell a story about. So um like I think that the Dragon Knight lore, which I guess I can just say this isn't like I I don't know if they're gonna follow the lore exactly, but for my memory, it's basically and this is like a slacks thing, right? He'll know all this lore backwards mm-hmm. and forwards, but eff- effectively Dragon Knight is a dragon knight obviously there's a bunch of dragon knights and he's not even the best Caden, which i'll get we'll get to as a future character and potential hero is the best dragon knight according to the lore um and our dragon knight davian by the way that's how you pronounce his name that's weird but i always thought it was davian he i always thought like it was Dave. davian as well davian uh mm. he was what was the story something to the effect of there was a dragon that was dying and he didn't want to kill it because it didn't seem fair or something like that and the dragon asked him to kill him so he did so and then as he was doing it the dragon like infused his powers or something into dragon and that's how he became an actual half dragon half man Mm -hmm. um so i was thinking about the character in general and it's at first i was like eh it's kind of a boring character. You know, there's so many cool heroes in Dota. You could have chosen another one. And I was thinking about it some more. It's actually the perfect hero to have as your main guy, you know, because you want somebody that's somewhat relatable. You don't want anything like too crazy. Like, think of it this way. If you put in a fucking weird hero, like OD or like half the heroes in Dota, basically, I think it might turn off a certain segment. Like we're trying to attract newer people Right? It's not mm-hmm. just about entertainment, the current audience. So I think Dragon Knight, and everybody knows what the fuck a dragon is. Game it's of a Thrones pretty relatable character. Disappointment. Right? Yeah, very relatable. So I think it's When I get angry, I also turn choice. into a dragon. So I have it in me too. I would imagine a lot of other people can like... Yeah. I mean, I spit fire sometimes. I guess, if you... Sure. Your insults are fire, essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this is actually a really good choice. Uh, so it, You could call it safe, and I think that's definitely fair. Yeah but I don't think that's a yeah. negative at all. Okay, what about Luna and Marana? They were both in the trailer. Yeah. Um, the teaser? Wait. Teaser trailer? Oh, Luna looks like... Is this... So the image that you're showing... I don't know. You're not showing it on... Um, you're not showing it on the video right now, right? Or are no. you? What? Okay. I'm not showing it. Does Luna look like this? Or is this the wrong image? Which image? So the one you've linked in the outline, right? With the characters. There's like the actors, uh, so the voice actors, and then there's the characters. Oh, you mean so the, like the one Davion, that's in game? Then there's Marana, Slyrak, Invoker, Luna, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hmm. Is this what Luna looks like in the trailer? Did I just miss this image where uh, Luna was in this scene? I don't remember. Yeah, we're looking hmm, at like a red, like a reddish image of her. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think so it seems like they're staying relatively true to the to the voices, right? It's not the same voice actors for anything else than I think is it Slyrak being Tony Todd? Everyone else is a new voice actor than the ones in the game, is that correct? I can't say for sure, but yeah, I think Tony both Luna Todd, and Invoker are different voice actors than the heroes are. Okay. Which if that's the case, maybe I'm wrong. But if that's the case, they're obviously gonna sound different to the ones in the game. They're not gonna be one to one. But um I think for the the bit of voice that we heard was pretty good, um, or was good rather, and 
I think my favorite new depiction of a character that we already have is probably Marana. I actually think like her face and the way she looks in the show <laughs> hopefully yeah. translates into the game. Because that's something people have been complaining about for eons, right? Is how Marana looks in the game. See, she has this face like she doesn't even want to be there. This would be um, a good opportunity to remodel some of so, these heroes, right? And that's there's some yes. speculation that's going to happen. So, Marana uh, looks cool in the show. So yeah, to keep to keep this in mind, so the guy that's uh, voicing Dragon Knight Davian is Yuri Lowenthal, okay? And then Slyrak, which is the Ember Eldworm, is Tony Todd, which is the voice of Dragon Knight in Dota itself. Yes. So we're assuming when they merge, if that's actually probably going to happen, I would assume. Uh, it's going to be his voice when he's the dragon or whatever. So, um, yeah. so yeah, Marana, Luna, pretty cool choices. Because uh, they all they both have like their own like an edge to them, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Invoker, who's voiced by Troy Baker. So based on like the trailer, it it looked like I'm trying to remember even what was in this trailer. It's like. The Dragon Knight or Davian or whatever with Marana and Luna, kind of. They're like on the same team, I assume. So who's the bad guy? Like Invoker seemed like they, he was a good guy, based on what I saw, right? But we know yeah, that Invoker I mean, that's something is like, about this trailer, right? It doesn't really establish a villain, right? So we don't really know. Who but Invoker's is... definitely not a good guy, right? If anything, he's neutral, and if I would say he probably errs on the side of evil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it, the, the, I didn't even think about that. Like, most trailers in some way establish what the fight is for, and this one hasn't really. So, Chad is saying Underlord is the villain. So, I saw Underlord. I'm like, oh, cool. Underlord's going to be in this. And I look at all the comments, and nobody, everybody said it wasn't Underlord. So, I don't know if I sure. thought it was Might... Necrophos. What? But I, maybe I didn't watch very closely. Okay. Anyway, based on the characters that we have established already being in the show, Let's go through them. So Invoker, a very cool choice for mm-hmm. a hero because we don't really know. I'm getting this from Slacks mostly. We don't I really keep know. saying trailer, by the way. It's only the teaser, right? Right. So we don't know much about Invoker. Like Invoker doesn't, like the lines in the game, he doesn't ever even talk to anybody. <laughs> so he has no relationship <laughs> with any heroes that we know. So it's going to be cool to see him and just talking to other people, I guess. Maybe uh, he'll not say a word on the show. He's just there true. casting that's spells. Possible. Yeah. Like, get into this hairy situation, Invoker's just there <laughs> fixing it, and then he leaves. Uh, and then we have Selimene, who is the goddess of the moon. That's the hero that Luna, like, worships. And that's an interesting one because, I, again, I'm not a big lore guy, but in Artifact, Selimene's in the game. God, that card is brutal. And mm-hmm. her art is, like, it's very... I don't know how to explain it. It's like a blue faded... You can't really see... It's like a silhouette. And this yeah. one is clearly just a woman. Like, it's a goddess, but it's, a, you, it's not like a silhouette. There's nothing, you know, being hidden here. So that's right. pretty interesting to see that complete change. Um, and this is one of the things that's going to be most interesting of all is how much they keep to, like, Dota lore, how much they just do their own thing, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if Valve gets to okay everything. Like, who knows what the actual arrangements are. And then there's some side characters named Fimrin, Drysi. Bram, and then the big one for me is Caden, who I mentioned, who is like the best dragon knight there is. He actually has an item in Underlords, if you remember, called Caden's Blade. It's like this purple bladey thing that does like pure damage or something like that, which I thought they put and into not Dota. Only that, 
mm-hmm. but he's voiced by an, a person whose last name is Mount. <laughs> that is fuck. That is commitment to the character. They were Anson like, who can we get? Mount. <laughs> That's true. That is actually That's a so fucking true. knight right there. If your last name is Mount in real life, you're a knight. Uh, okay, and then this is the most interesting character of all. The voice actor is named is is named JB Blanc or Blank. And his character is just blacked out and it's redacted. So this could mean one of two things. So a lot of people's theory is that it's a new hero coming to Dota mm-hmm. with this launch, which I didn't even think of it first. I'm like, oh, that actually could really? be. Really? That was the yeah. only thing I've thought of so far. So it could be a new hero. I mean, again, but Caden could be a new hero. So why? Because this is probably a character we've at least heard of, I would assume. Um, so we can talk about that possibility. But the second possibility mm-hmm. is that it's the actual villain that's already in Dota. They just don't want to spoil that he's going to show up, right? Uh-huh. Which heroes that first came to my mind are like Wraith King was one of the first. Uh, Necrophos, which you already mentioned, is the second. And then the third, even though I think he's less, I don't know. His lore is just so grand in nature. Uh, Arc Warden is one of those heroes that could definitely so be So why like could it this. not be Underlord? It could be Underlord as well, sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's either a villain that they just don't want to spoil, or it's a new hero. Which one do you think is more likely? I think it's the, the new hero. Um, that would be my guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other thing is definitely a possibility. So, hmm. I didn't, I didn't even think about that option i mean maybe it's well look at the no, characters right now like yeah. we just mentioned all the characters none of them are like purely evil invoker has the right. potential to be but we have no villain right now so but, either the new hero okay, so is if the it villain was the, the evil green guy or whatever it is that was in the teaser trailer for like one second right if it's that guy it's already been in the teaser trailer then you could have announced that there right right which so that, it's probably not me, that character right to me that means that well that wasn't even though it looked exactly like him it's not underlord apparently because there's mm-hmm. no reason not to put him in this, the credits, right? So, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Like, there's a lot of speculation, obviously, and we won't know for another month. Wait, what if it's backwards, Shannon? What if this is a clue that he's voicing a hero that is getting deleted from the game? Because his name is JB Blank? No, because it's redacted, right? So he's voicing techies, but techies oh. will not be in Dota anymore. So, so he's it's redacted. Voicing, he's voicing all three characters. Oh my god! You know what? If that that is, <laughs> if anything could make me more excited about that show, there it is. You know, Give the new player new experience and remove techies with the redacted. new Valve is like, you know what? I, we're we don't want to make a new player experience. Let's just delete techies and make the new player experience better just by doing that. I think yeah, that's already an that's, improvement. That's improving the player experience, not the exactly. new player experience. Yeah, true, true. Uh, okay, so what else is there to talk about about the show? Um, well, did you? We didn't really talk much about Fimra and Drizzy, did we? Or Bram? I don't know. I, aren't these just side characters? I don't know if they're anything special. Oh, so Bram them. is Davion Squire, right? So you would imagine he's at least playing a pretty like usually in these shows where there's a main character, he's kind of probably going to be like a sidekick. I would imagine he gets a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Like he's obviously in the second row of characters, so maybe he's like less priority than I think. But a lot of the time, the squire in like stories actually take up a pretty big part. So, yeah, but don't know. And then Fimran and Drissi are they are are they in the Dota lore or have they been introduced here? 
Um, I don't know. You know what? I should have done this at the beginning. I apologize. I'm actually just going to put the image that we've been looking at this whole time on screen so you guys can look at it briefly. And then we'll switch topics and then you won't be able to see it again. There we go. Very so nice. in terms of faction, right? Drissy has elf ears, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what is it? What is it? This not in picture means this means that this this image that they're showing here in the announcement was not in the teaser trailer. Oh, I didn't even right? see that. That's true. What is that? That's weird. That that isn't that what it has to mean that this character is not in the picture that you've seen so far, but everyone else is. Okay, so yeah, that just means... Was Caden in the teaser trailer? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. But, I so keep in mind, this is not like... I don't know if this is actually just an official, <coughs> excuse me, post or whatever, but this is Wickram's tweet. I should should have mentioned that as well. So right. He probably put this together That's as himself. close as something gets to official from Valve. Right. So he probably just scraped these images from the teaser, I guess, and or whatever he's seen. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that could definitely be the case. But the redacted, obviously, is the big omission, and it's on purpose. Uh, we know it's a male character. I guess we can probably assume that. The guy does have a beard, uh, the actor. Yep. I mean, maybe he's voicing a, a female. Who knows? He might have a really... might be Slacks as a voice actor, you know? Could be doing yep. the woman's voice, so... Looks like Slacks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's definitely going bald as well, so uh, might line up nicely. Okay, uh, any character that you think... Um, uh, this is something we can talk about. So this is season one. We don't know if there's going to be a season two. We know nothing. Mm -hmm. Are you disappointed that a, s a specific hero is not listed here? Because I don't know if it fits into the storyline. I don't know what the storyline even is based on, you know, just the little lore that we have available from, the, from these heroes. But the first hero that pops in my mind is Pudge. It's I hope he makes some sort of appearance. That would be really cool. I don't think he could be the villain. <laughs> like that would be a really stupid main villain for a show, but just like a side character would be awesome. You know, any hero yeah. for you. I'm just thinking the plot it was like Dragonite is on a quest and he gets hooks and dis hooked and dismembered the end. <laughs> That's it. It's just as um, like a cameo. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I haven't really thought about it that much. And I, honestly, I find it kind of hard, un, un, especially until I've seen any of the show. It's just hard for me to be disappointed that something isn't there because I had no expectation at all that this would ever exist to begin with. True. It's like if Valve had said, hey, we're going to make a Dota show in the next year. We're working on something big that's going to come out, an animated series. Then people can like start making up their own stories in their heads about what's going to be there and what it is. But since there's like no, no reference whatsoever, I, I don't know. I can't really be disappointed. I'm... Does that does that make any sense to you? Like I don't know. You you see this announcement, and then you're like, I wish this character was there, but well, that doesn't. I, I'm the not fact asking... that it isn't announced doesn't okay. mean it's not there. Maybe the wording right? is okay. These why... are just the main characters. You take everything so literally. I, okay, let me reword. That's how I am. Not being disappointed. Forget about that part. All right. Is mm -hmm. there any hero you hope will be in the show, right. Cinderin? Um. Give me a sec. I'm looking over the hero list. Thank you. Who would be really cool to have? I think uh, another one that comes to mind for me is Rubik. Kind of goes hand in hand with Invoker to some yeah, degree. Yeah, Rubik would be cool. I hope they have Rubik's a, a, a Baden. I think 
he has, that could be a villain. Yeah, that's a he good... could be part of the villain ship, and he has a really fucking cool voice. If they manage to mimic that in the show, that's going to be a really cool evil character. So the evil character that I hope it's not is Doom, because that is as generic as fuck as it can. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's very boring. Like, I think the villain can be a little bit more out there than the main protagonist, which is Dragonite. Like, I don't think you play it mega safe like that. Did you mention Lion as a villain? No, but did, God, hope, I hope that hero just never gets made into a cartoon. Oh, man. I want Lion to be in there and be really strong and just fucking trigger you. Yeah, then all the new that players get to play Lion. Yeah, and, that's, uh... my, that's my new... Uh, that's my hope. My hope okay. is Lion is in there and that he casts Mana Drain every episode. So how long do you think this is going to take for you to watch the whole season, Sindarin? Am I going to have to ask you every week? Uh, I mean, how long do we think it is? That's true. I mean, typically Netflix shows are like 10 episodes. 10 episodes of half an hour, right? So like five hours? Yeah, probably. I think I'll, I'll be watching it together with Susie. So I guess we'll watch like an episode or two a day. So a week. How is that possible? Am I the weird one here? Okay, apparently it's eight episodes. Am I the weird one here that will literally just watch all eight episodes all at once? Back to back? No, I will that's not weird. I think a lot of people will do that. A lot of people binge watch shows like that. Um, but we, when we watch stuff together, we generally watch for like an hour Maybe an hour and a half. I think the longest we've ever watched a show in a row together was two Game of Thrones episodes. Maybe three. But I so, don't remember if we did. I don't know this for certain, but let me just get rid of this image now. Netflix in general, when they say something comes out on a certain day, it typically means... Oh, damn. I'm trying to remember if it was Eastern or Pacific. Either way, it's usually U.S. time, midnight. And then it's just released. I think it's Eastern normally. Okay. So, so for US me, midnight would be European morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see if that ends up being the case. Okay. So what do you what kind of impact do you genuinely think that this anime will have for our player base? Do you actually think that there will be an influx of new players coming in? Yes. A lot? I do. Like I don't know. Define a lot. Ten? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a I, lot. <laughs> I mean, The Witcher, um, I, I don't know the numbers for The Witcher, but I'm sure they got a shit ton of players. They did. It was right? a huge boom for The Witcher. To, now, this is an anime, so I think, show. especially in the Western scene, it probably won't have as big of an impact as a Hen Henry Cavill, who is a fucking... He, I'm not... Okay. I, I'm, I'm attracted to women, but I'm attracted to him a little bit too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he's very good looking and he's into computers. Very. I mean, oh my God. He's, he's the dreamboat, man. He's, he's a dreamboat. Damn. I'm into computers too and good looking. Why is it not me? That... No, you just don't have big enough biceps and your penis is right, probably too okay. small. But anyway, I uh, need to circumcise that thing. Anyway, um, so you think it's going to have a big impact then on the player base? I think so. Like, I don't know what your expectations are. If you would say a big increase would be like 5%, 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever. But it's also not only about new players. I think it's the thing that happens when something like this comes out is that it gets people talking, right? So even just the announcement of something like this and that it comes out will probably make people more likely to introduce their friend to the game. And therefore, not only the friend plays, but they are now back to playing themselves if they were on break because... The friend who's excited to try out the game will want someone to play with. So then you suddenly have two people playing, one which is new and one is a returning player. Mm -hmm. um, 
And like I said at the start of this episode, imagine if there was a really cool story that you could play in the game that tied in with the story that you watched. That would be a huge sales point to get somebody excited and interested about playing the game. Yep, I agree. So that's my biggest hope. And honestly, that would be my disappointment in this scenario is if Valve don't take advantage of it inside Dota. Like if the show ends up not being that great or uh, the story is a little bit flat or whatever, that is what it is, right? But mm-hmm. obviously we, we hope the show is good. We think it's going to be good based on the studio that's making it. But the biggest disappointment here is if it doesn't have a lasting impact in Dota because that's just like talk of a missed opportunity then, right? That is just... So you're expecting some sort of event slash mini game to be coming out. Yeah. So yeah. now let's sure. transition to our next topic because this ties directly in. Do you think there will be a new player experience of any kind? Yes, either. So I think the the brilliant way of doing this is doing the both at once so that the event is also has a new player experience element in it. Um, I don't know. So what a lot of people are asking about Dota with tutorial as such, I think making a tutorial for a game that changes as radically as Dota does is difficult. Like you can make a very basic tutorial for the concepts that are always there. And that one can be pretty simple and pretty short. But if you want one that is all encompassing, right? Like think of you would have made a great tutorial three years ago. And now somebody starts playing Dota now. Would that tutorial be very useful? Some things would, but a lot of things would be outdated, misleading. Uh, they would be missing key concepts. Okay. So, well, let me I think. Okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. That... No, so what I, what I think is if you want to make a tutorial for Dota, you need to make it around, you need to pique people's interest and feel like they have agency in the game, but the majority of Dota's experience is exploring. So you can't make a tutorial that teaches people the game. It's just impossible. Like the game's too complex. The learning comes from you. So what the tutorial needs to do is make people feel like, I want to learn this game. And that's why I think a tutorial that is story-driven is really good. Because then people get excited about the game. And then they want to try to play it. And even if the story isn't, you know, when you play Dota, you don't really think about the story very much when you're playing a regular game of Dota, right? But if it was to make you interested in trying it out, then that's great. Just like Warcraft 3 has had campaigns and then... If you think about the total time people have spent in Warcraft, a lot of people got the game and played the campaign, but the vast majority of time they spend in the game is playing custom games or playing regular 2v2, 3v3, whatever, that doesn't really use the story at all. So if you, if that makes sense, then I think that would be a great... Yeah, so I've it. talked about this on the podcast in the past for those that have watched and uh, listened from... When was this? Like this was like pretty early. This might have been two years ago. Yeah, that's but long, a long time. What ago. what I did was, if you guys remember, I pitched an idea to Valve. Okay, so I assembled a team of Slacks, me, uh, and a couple workshop artists. How could they say no? <laughs> Slacks, me, a couple workshop modders, and then Buka for like UI related stuff. And we pitched the idea of making a new player experience type tutorial thing. So the idea was very robust. I'm not going to get into every single detail, but it was very story driven. It was based on Mm -hmm. lore of the actual heroes. And it was kind of like mini game after mini game. So not only would you be attracting newer players, like teach them how to play, like teach them little mechanics here and there, but you'd have like leaderboards and stuff like that for people that play current Dota that would enjoy uh, 
playing on their like they could play it while they're like, queuing up or something like that. So right. as an example, like you have Slark trying to escape the dark rift. That was Slax's idea for the lore. And we just kind of come up with you have to go here, you have to do this, this is how you do this kind of thing. It's like almost like an RPG-esque type type thing. And they like, have little mini games here and there where you can like let's say you you're trying to teach them how cleave works. You have um or even like skills, how they work in conjunction. Like, okay, here you have Magnus with all these items. You gotta pull off this crazy ass combo. And whoever does it fastest gets higher on the leaderboard, stuff like that. And you can tie it into did Dota you... Plus. Yes. Sorry, did you ever play the campaign in Warcraft 3? Yes. This Slark escaping Dark Reef Rift uh escaping the was it called Dark Reef Prison or whatever. It really that idea reminds me so much of a really iconic level in the um, or iconic map in the Warcraft 3 campaign where is it Maiev who needs to there's like this level with Maiev that's so much it's almost like a puzzle level where you're like trying to find hidden stuff and you're like blinking across platforms and breaking boxes to find items do you remember been, this level it's been 20 years no i don't remember right i just the fact that that stands out to me really it just yeah it just reminded me of that as like that's a really good idea by the way so um, again we had whole... full we had full scripts okay just like we didn't want to do too much like we didn't actually want to make anything we just wanted to flesh it out as like two three different ideas on what we could kind of try to accomplish to make a new player experience both interesting and informative and intuitive for newer players mm-hmm. so we we pitch, and of course, there's like Dota Plus ties in, like stuff like that. So they still get money and all that good stuff. And then we would offer our services uh, to update the thing regularly. Just like, I don't want to say, like, what's the word for not on retainer? Cause that's not technically true. But every time mm-hmm. there's an update, like they just give us a heads up a week before and we just make sure everything's up to date so it doesn't break everything. Right. So not really right. that hard to accomplish. Cause my, my whole thought process was, that the reason Valve hasn't done a new player experience is because they probably don't think it's worth it for whatever reason, which may or may not mm-hmm. be true based on their <clears throat> analytical approach, which I don't like. I think they'd look too much at the stats personally. But, um, and then also there's no real way to make money from it. And I understand from like a business standpoint that makes sense. But I figure, and they're, you know, they always have issues with like using too many resources, right? Because there's only so many employees at Valve. So I figured outsourcing right. this amongst the community and they can still, you know, polish it up as they want would save them a lot of time and money and they would just pay us to be able to make this thing for newer players. So mm-hmm. we pitched it to Valve and then they emailed us back saying, this is very similar to the idea we're doing <laughs> uh, oh. and the new player experience that we're trying to do. <clears throat> that was two years ago. Then they announced it like a few weeks later, like that they're going to be doing a new player experience or whenever that was. And there's nothing. That's a so, year and a half ago, yeah. So I don't, I actually don't think there's a new player experience mm-hmm. coming. I genuinely do not think that. Right now, like, I don't know what the resources are being used on right now because we talked about at the beginning about the, the, the anime and how they're not tech, like, they might have put a bunch of money into that, but they're not, I guarantee you, these guys are like coders. They're not real, like, yeah, there's a, what's that? true sight series there might be a mm-hmm. couple people from that step but they're not working on dota anyway so it's not like they're taking away from dota as itself right they haven't come out with the team bundles yet i don't know what they're working on i genuinely don't think it's a new player experience so <laughs> getting to my point Cinderin, mm-hmm. slacks made a post about kind of reviving this idea except it's going right. to be community funded okay which i mean it is what it is so 
the only problem is, well, there's a few, but the main one is we can't really pay people. So that's where it, probably an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter will come from. Second problem is uh, there's only a month. So the idea I just gave ain't going to happen is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but we've been working on kind of a basic version of that, I guess you could say, like something that we could feasibly make in a month. And then the third problem is obviously any custom game issue, which the main one being you have to play 30 games of Dota to play a custom game, which effectively defeats the entire purpose of a new player experience tutorial. So we would have to get Valve so you're kind to of literally... just hoping that... Yeah, it it's essentially right. comes down to... I, I feel very strongly that if the community gets behind it, Valve will just flip that switch for this... Like it, it doesn't have to be for all custom games. It could just be specifically for ours, as an example. Yeah. Right? So I think that would be great. And we're currently working on that with a bunch of modders. Uh, and again, it... I don't want people to get too excited. Not that it's not going to be good, but my our original idea was going to be fucking amazing. It's not going to be that. It's not possible. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that we want to do with like leaderboards being uh, putting in conjunction with the client and Dota Plus, we have no control over that stuff, so we can't do that, right? Right. So that is the idea. That is the initiative. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, we'll see yeah. if any money is made for the workshop uh, modders and whatnot. Um, and it'll be funny if we come out with it and Valve comes out with their own new player experience afterwards. But it would be a real shame if there's not something because let, let's look at it from this perspective center. If people watch the, the show, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I'm going to go down. This is free to play. That's cool. I'm going to download this. What is the first, like, what is the, a normal person's first reaction to the game when they try to boot it up, when they try to play? Like, I don't even know like what you do as a new player. You know, well, like genuinely, I have when no you, idea. The splash screen that you get in the start has a button bottom right that says "Play Dota." Mm -hmm. So I guess they're like, "Whoa, that's a lot of stuff here." Oh, I want to play. Let's try playing. Right? If you ever, if you ever start any new game, how big a percentage of the people do you think look through the entirety of what the game has to offer, and how many just go and play? I think the majority go and play right away. Don't read all the settings. Don't read all the story, the lore, the items, whatever you can see. Most people just want to play. Yeah. So I go press play Dota, and then they're offered unranked, and then they go play unranked. And they get fucking smashed by Smurfs. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully they don't, but statistically there's a good chance they run into players that are way better than them. But what could be happening is if the hype from this game brings in a lot of new players at once hopefully the matchmaking algorithm has a much better chance of generating complete newbie games, like where nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And I hope Purge casts that and makes a series <laughs> out of it. Um, <laughs> that would be interesting. The Dragon's Blood series where you're just watching people standing in fountain just in awe of what's happening. I have no fucking clue what to do. Um but anyway, like that is what the majority, in my opinion, or my expectation is. Most new players, they go press play and they play. And then you have about, I want to say one hour to get them interested in the game. If the first hour sucks, they're going to go play something else. Most of them. Unless they have friends that play the game that are telling them to stay. Right? Yep. So that's where that first hour should really be an event. A good like, event do you that's want interesting them, and exciting you... and ties in with the story. So you want the event to be... It can't be skill-based then, right? 
Uh, it doesn't I, have to if it's single player, right? Oh, so you want a single player event, okay. For example, like it could be, think of this. When I think back on Warcraft 3, right? I know I'm referring, uh, referencing this again, but I think it's the most common ground we have also with the viewers and listeners to this. So um, the campaign that came out with the Frozen Throne, the bonus campaign with Rexar and was it Rexar and Vol'jin you were playing? Was it those two? I think so. Don't remember. That campaign was fucking amazing. It was How probably my re- favorite campaign of the game. How do you um, remember this? What's that this bonus side so campaign? <laughs> Um, if they did something like that with two or three characters from Dota where you play those characters, you level up their spells, you level up, you find items. Dota's, a lot of the settings in the game are really suitable for an RPG. We already have neutral item drops. Perfect, you know? <laughs> go go find some neutral items, go find some items, equip your hero, level up, go c- complete a story where you need to beat a boss as whatever. Could be Dragon Knight, could be Mirana. There could be like three episodes, three chapters you need to play through. Then you know three heroes, and now you go and play Dota, and you can select one of these three heroes, and you know how their spells work. That's already, you know, a pretty big step. And then maybe it's a bot game. Obviously, if you're playing with ten people, you can't all play Mirana and Dragon Knight unless they make some sort of a weird mirror match thingy. But mm. you get the idea, right? Yeah, um, no, I think that would be good. I think, I, really I think good. that's a great way to start because throwing people into multiplayer as the tutorial, they're going to get overwhelmed. It needs to be at your own pace. It needs to be simple, um, and it needs to feel like it needs to give a representation of what it is like to play your character in the game without showing you all the complexities of the game because that's just insane, right? Um, yeah. So, so for... that's kind of what they did with the original tutorial, if you remember that one, where you were playing like was DK sniper something. I mean, that it was, was just like very... mega short. There was no story. It was very literally unfinished. just here. Are, here are some mechanics that we're having you test. Good luck in Dota, right? Yeah. There's, so again, you like take that for the tutorial that we're making, um, we wanted to do a lot more, but with a month, it's very restricted. So the idea right now yeah. is to transport them into a regular Dota map. Just nothing has changed because I think that's this is actually Slax's idea is very important that they actually just see what the map looks like. And you introduce these two characters, me and Slax, mm-hmm. of course, as the narrators that are like the yin and the yang, you know, above the shoulder kind of thing, dialogue box. And yeah. we're just having them walk through certain areas, talk to, to them about basic mechanics. They have to actually do stuff in order to, tra- to get to the next stage, if it, as, as it were. And mm-hmm. just going through that in a pretty basic manner, trying to make, you know, little fun things here and there. Like, it's not going to be, again, like we wanted originally. And then from there... We hope that that's enough for them to play like against, like we just, it it turns into a bot game versus bots essentially. So right. it's like the, for the time period that we have, I think that's the best way to go about it. So that's the idea right now. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see. But yeah, I agree. Valve hopefully comes out with something that will uh, spice things up. I mean, is do you think there's any chance that they do literally nothing? The show just comes out and nothing changes? imagine that actually let's imagine that for a second what the community would think about that this would be an interesting is there a chance i mean probably i I think it's way less likely that they do nothing than that they do something big actually but maybe the most likely somewhere in between right um just statistically speaking i don't know how jaded i am (laughs) i'm Uh, expecting nothing (laughs) i'm genuinely um, expecting nothing 
you just you had me thinking a little bit with the whole single player uh, tutorial though because i think maybe there is a way like the thing i talked about with the event where um if if you have an event where you can play with friends as the first thing when you boot up dota if you think about something like auto chess just as an example of a game that you can jump into and try to play and isn't like at the highest level is pretty complex with all the stuff you can do but the basics aren't that hard maybe you could make an event map where an experienced player can play with a beginner because they're playing together again think of an rpg quest kind of thing you're each playing a character one player plays davion the other one plays mirana mm -hmm. and you have to get through this two-player rpg as a tutorial kind of thing but the rpg itself is just fun like countless again warcraft 3 custom games you could play the first custom map I ever played in Warcraft 3 was a part of the game called War Chasers. Um, it was a four-player map where you each picked from, I think, 25 characters or something in the start. And then it was literally just RPGs where you would level up, get through rooms, grow stronger, find items. It's kind of standard stuff. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel. You just need people to get interested in the game and the characters. You know what would be cool? Um, if... I don't know if this will overwhelm people. What if you came out with like all these past events at the same time, just old ones you've already done because new players haven't seen any of them and right. they get a chance to play like all these cool mini games. Like that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of a neat idea. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not Dota necessarily, but you already have the assets. Like why not just reuse it? I would be fine with that. There's um, definitely some things I think you could recycle or either make part of it. Um, so. Yeah. We are 57 minutes in right now, and we have like 10 more topics. <laughs> Let's go through these a little bit faster. This was just, you okay. know, Dota Dragon's Blood and the new player experience. Those are like major, major things. So it's understandable. Right. Uh, I put this in. Now it's time I, for your rant. Yeah, this is my rant. So I abandoned a Dota 2 game on purpose on stream in front of 400 viewers for the first time in my entire life purposefully. So... Throughout Dota 1, Dota 2, that's 15 plus years. I have never abandoned on purpose before. Not one time ever. Anytime it's been an abandon, it's because my internet goes out or power goes out, something like that. Force majeure, as it were. Mm -hmm. I abandoned for the first time ever because of Smurfs, Cinderin. Do you regret it? No. I Actually, okay. I looked back. I'm like, my God, that was actually a great decision. I saved myself literally 40 minutes of misery. So I played this game, and this is not like an anomaly. This happens all the time against a ridiculously, obviously high-level Smurf. Uh, he was playing Meepo, of course, as one of the many heroes that pub stomps. He had mm -hmm. a level 40 account, and he was obviously like Immortal Plus in my fucking games. Mm -hmm. So we play it, we lose, like, okay, that I was complaining the whole time. As you know, I like to complain. And then we <laughs> queue up again, and lo and behold, we get the same motherfucker on the other team somehow. The same motherfucker... And he picks mm -hmm. Arc Warden, which you may or may not know this, is my least favorite hero to play against now. And I'm like, okay, that's it for me. Until next time, friends. So that is my... The smurfing issue is a joke. Absolute fucking joke. It's so... And the, pro, the, the thing that makes me more, most upset about it is I can't even report them for it. There's nothing to... Like, how do I report that shit? There's nothing mm -hmm. to be done about it. There's no Overwatch case. And again talked about this before i don't expect it to i understand why it's not an overwatch case because like if somebody gets sent that it's kind of subjective what a smurf is or a smurf isn't but holy jesus like new players coming in we talked about how there's so many hurdles the smurfs are just rampant it's ridiculous 
So that's my rant. I feel, you know, I expect the first time I ever pick techies and somewhere in the future will feel the same. I feel, <laughs> I feel sullied. You then know? you're also going to feel like abandoning. I don't feel innocent anymore. I feel tainted. But I had to do it. So that's my rant. So um, now that you've experienced this a little bit more, because we've talked about the smurfing problem before on the podcast, do, does that change anything about you? what you think is the best approach to combating it or what the solution should be? What did we discuss again? I don't even remember. I mean... <clears throat> Sorry, I still have the same I still have the same opinion that I used to, which is that the solution has to come from an automated system that detects them. I, I think that's the only really good solution you can implement in a game that's free to play. Um is that the game needs to detect that the players are out of their range. And I agree. And I don't like the for good this thing game is, in if particular. Players start trying to combat that by playing poorly on purpose, well, then they're not smurfing actually right then they're just playing the level of the game or worse and exactly. then they're not ruining anything except if they play like garbage on purpose and they just grief but then you can report them for griefing so right but in theory sharing. if the detection system is good enough with finding out roughly where people are placed in terms of skill while they unlock the account to play ranked it could place them relatively correctly from the start and you don't even so Here's the challenge, right? This was the thing you talked about with Valorant that did something horrible with the ranking system, right? Where people were, to give a little bit of preface on this, there were players that were in the highest of high ranks and players that were in the second highest division or whatever who were way better, but whose climbing was so hard because the system detected how good they were, but didn't adjust their MMR, but just the hidden MMR of what players they would face. So all the pros would face each other in that second division because they were really fucking good and getting a win rate of 55 is really hard if you're playing against other pros and then a lot of these other players that had just organically climbed without being mega good would be in the top division right yeah is that a relatively good representation of what you said yeah the pros were playing the yeah. pros and the shitties were playing the shitties and the shitties were able to get up to the highest level because they weren't right. playing the pros to actually get there yeah exactly um there has to be some sort of way to let's say Let's say I made a smurf and I start playing and it detects that I am whatever. Let's say it detects I'm 8k. Then when I queue into ranked, what do you think my MMR should be on this account? I have no idea. Like if, if you put me in games with 8k players, then the system should expect me to have an average win rate of about 50, right? Yeah. Oh, so does it just give yeah. me my MMR then? It's like we have detected you're an 8k player on this smurf account. You are now 8k. Good luck. I think there's there's a certain limit that you can give, I think, right? You don't want to go too then people can just really high. The problem with that is the really good players that are there could just make 8K accounts and then throw them away, sell well, them, I don't know give if them this to is, other people. Yeah, so selling accounts is one so, thing. I, I feel like that is an easy thing to actually solve if you just go on the websites that are blatantly advertising that they're boosting and selling accounts. That's very easy. Like. I feel like a majority of them are there for the picking. Just pick your litter. Just destroy them. Do whatever you want. Nobody's doing anything mm -hmm. about that. But yeah, like for this, just as an example, these games with like level 40 account, you should not be able to get 25 kills with fucking Meepo as a 40 account. 40 is actually really low. So yeah. like that, that in and of itself is enough statistics for me to understand that this guy is a Smurf. Boost him the fuck up, you know? Uh, right. I, again, I, I completely, <clears throat> I completely understand that. But what do you want to do concretely? 
Do you want to place him in the MMR he is, or do you want to place him in the games he's skilled enough for, but give him a low MMR? Because then that Smurf will never get to its potential, right? If you're a 5K player, or rather you're an 8K player on a 5K account, constantly playing 8K games, then your road to getting to 8K is insanely long mm. from there. It's that maybe that's not a problem. It's a Smurf. So it's okay that you just, so you know, Again, Maybe that's I'm just going to say this one time. I A mm. lot of times I will express my opinion about something and how I think I would fix it. For something like this, and we've said it before, I really don't know what you can do, but I also mm. am not, I don't have the analytics and stats that a billion-dollar company has to be able to make that decision. Like, right. I'm not the one that's supposed to make this fucking solution. It's just, I just know it's an issue, and I'm complaining about it. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. Uh Okay, next thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one's really quick. Uh, I want to thank Calais for posting this. Oh, wait, sorry. All right, I'll do this one first anyway. There's been a name change for a couple players. Epileptic Kid is now Nightfall, and Ilias is now Kingslayer. I'm not sure where Nightfall is from. I'm sure that is something else as well, but Kingslayer is a book, Cinderin. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite books, actually. Uh so they have changed their names. So I guess congratulations to them. Uh, just a small little thing that happened in the last couple of weeks. And, Maybe. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Do you think this was something the org requested? Uh, why would they? Why? I don't know. Maybe they thought "epileptic kid" was a bad nickname for some reason. Like maybe that's like. Uh. Okay, what's wrong with Ilias? What does that mean? I don't know. I, maybe that means something in another language that oh. is inappropriate or whatever. Like, I don't think so. But ah. it was just it was just something I thought when I saw this. I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is something the org might have asked for because from a sponsorship perspective, maybe it doesn't look that good with one of your players is called Epileptic Kid. I always liked like a little bit of a personally. It was huh? a cool name to cast. I always liked that name. Yeah, I mean, if, I don't know. It's so, just a thing. Yeah, so that's for Team VP, for those that don't know. Oh, so I'm being um, told Ilias is actually his name. So if that's just his first name, maybe he wanted an actual I'm sorry, nickname. We're, <laughs> we're going to have to ban you from using your name. That's just too much private information <laughs> for everyone. Your parents <laughs> fucked up. Rename. Uh, so right. anyway. Okay. 7.28C was released, Cinderin. Just minor nerfs to a few heroes. Anything of note mm -hmm. here for you? Like The main thing for me is Ricky. Uh, I still think he's really good, and they implemented one of the changes that I actually predicted. I was hoping for where tricks of the trade no longer the scepter no longer increases duration so that is the old ags benefit taken away and they kept the newer stuff in so i think overall still with everything combined compared to his old ags still better it's still good and his 25 mm -hmm. talent again minus two second or plus two seconds uh to the cooldown reduction so basically no more infinite tricks of the trade which was the main issue with the hero. I feel like good, it's I a really long time since we've had a patch that was only nerfs. This is literally only nerfs. Everything is just a nerf. Mm. So you you know me. I've talked about that in the podcast multiple times. I love patches like this because I think that is what, first of all, it's a better solution, in my opinion, to nerf heroes a lot than buff the others for power creep reasons. So if heroes are too powerful, I would prefer that they get nerfed rather than a set of other heroes getting buffed to compete. Mm. Um, and it also just shows, like, I think 
all of the nerfs here are on the right heroes for the right reasons. So it is a good patch. Whether it's the perfect solutions or not, and whether some heroes are under nerfed or whatever is a different story, but the the right aspects of the right heroes, I think, are being addressed for the most part, at least. So Did anything, it's, it's solid. Anything of like the other ones, Vendetta from Nyx no longer breaks. So there's yeah. a lot less breaks so, in the game now. And it's Urshi kind of a weird mechanic to begin with, I think. Eh, that I think it was fun. Vendetta had that. I think they, but, yeah, I guess either way. Uh, the heroes like yeah. first pick, first ban in like every game for NA at least. But Earthshaker there's Fissure's one hero the not one. here that I wanted here, and that's Enigma. I I think that hero should get a nerf, but that's oh. kind of the only one I think is missing from this list. So, so the one that I thought was most broken, and so I'm not even remotely surprised, was nerfed is the the shard for Shaker. Now stuns yeah, for half that duration. One was wild. I actually think the shard is not good now. Uh, I think you just get other stuff now, personally. But we'll see what pros do. I think it's still good. Is there anything else from this that you want to talk about? 50% less damage to creeps from sticky napalm. That's pretty fucking giant nerf for Batrider, by the way. Huge. Yeah, that was only on Ancients. Now it's on all creeps. Yeah. Um, I think that might be too much. We'll see. I think it should have maybe been 33%. Um, because this is like a really fucking big nerf overall. <laughs> I wonder if you look through Batrider's history in the last like five years, how many buffs and how many nerfs he has got just it's numerically. Like it's probably like five times as many nerfs as buffs. Feels like a Dark Seer type here that's just always. Yeah. <laughs> always God, good. how many times has Bat got nerfed? It's so funny. Um, okay. But yeah, we'll see. Again, I think that was the problem that Batrider was facing right now is that the aspects of how the hero kills heroes early was nerfed, but his farming was wild. And it was too good. People would show up with travels BKB minute fifteen and just destroy team fights. Mm -hmm. um, and this is obviously just a direct nerf to farming speed. So I think it's the right way to do it. Maybe the number is too high. Okay, so that was seven point two eight C. Next on the yep. list is the DPC, and we're close to the end, Cinder. So next week we'll be able to talk yep. about the final results. Uh, I'll quickly talk about NA, which is uh, very interesting. So Quincy Crew and EG were both undefeated, and they faced each other for the battle of the best, and Quincy Crew won 2-1 in pretty convincing fashion. Quincy Crew looks mega legit, by the way. I think mm -hmm. EG still probably needs a little bit more time together, but I legit think Quincy Crew will be top eight at the major. They're that good. They're really, yeah. really good. Um, and Team Undying is now... It looks like the last match of the entire NADPC is Quincy Crew versus Undying. Uh, Undying is Moon Meander's team, and they are five and one. EG is five and one, and Quincy Crew are six and zero. Oh. So there's a potential for three-way tie here. If EG is going to win their last match, no offense to Five Man Midas who have yet to win in, uh, yeah. a match. So the Undying versus Quincy Crew. If Undying can win, it's a tr it's a three-way tie, and it gets really interesting. If not, then it's just Quincy Crew first, EG second. Uh, to the major so those are the updates from from na what do you got from eu yeah. big boy well uh let me see where i want to start wait hang on let me just actually find the standings okay there we go so to absolutely nobody's surprise uh secret hasn't lost and they're guaranteed first because they're six and oh they have one series left out of the seven they play 
and every other team in the division has two losses or more. So nobody can catch up. So now the exciting thing is how the remaining placements go. So obviously that means Secret is secured 500 DPC points and the seed into the major playoffs. And now the second spot gets to the group stage and the third and fourth get to the wild card. So getting second is really important. And if Alliance win their next series, they're done, then they're second. Uh, if Liquid beats them, Liquid and Alliance are tied, so they might have to play again. Um, and then we also have Nigma versus High Coast. High Coast have won one series, and they're one and five. They're mathematically eliminated. Nigma is likely to win that, which would also put them on four three. Uh, so if Alliance lose to Nick, uh, to Liquid and Nigma win against High Coast, and then finally OG wins against Secret, who have nothing to play for, which could definitely happen. We could have a four way tie for second. Um, which would I be think pretty crazy, right? If you're secret, I think you're still tryharding, if I'm being honest. Because the major's not for a while. Are. You still have a lot of time. So there's sure. no reason. Of course. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to just throw away the game, right? But uh, they might, from their perspective, it depends what how you want to think about it, right? Because they know they're through. So they can have some creative strategies where they're still trying their best to win, but they want to try out some heroes or some ideas that Puppy has. Right. Or they just play their normal stuff and they just want to destroy everyone and make a statement. Um, and then it's also about like if they want to be like really strategic that's one of the big weaknesses of a round robin format is that they can kind of control some team's destiny if they're good enough to beat them then they can you know make sure to knock out the strong competition if they're like og is our biggest problem so we really want to beat them here so they have a higher chance of getting knocked out because mm-hmm. um, they need to win more series right there's yeah. actually a possibility right now I mean, that's the other story here. One of the following four teams will not make the major. Alliance, Liquid, Nigma, and OG. One of them doesn't make it. So that's also a pretty exciting story, right? One of these yeah, five teams doesn't go. The other storyline is that Viking, although they're bottom two right now, so they're going to get relegated to Division Two, And the big... It's not really news, but there's obviously a lot of pushback from even the players that won against them. I believe, who was it? It was Fata, I believe, was saying this on stream. Yeah. How he feels really bad for them because... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there no way for them there to get no to way. TI? Like, is there no open qualifier for TI oh, Maybe. With the current announcement of how TI works, there is hasn't been a qualifier announced, right? So... Uh, to give people a little bit of understanding here. So right now, the way you get to TI is with DPC points. The vast majority of DPC points are in the majors, and some of them are in the divisions. The bottom two of Division 1, which is where you get to go to the major and get the big points, the bottom two get relegated to Division 2. They don't even play against the top two from Division 2 to see who gets to stay. They're just going down, and top two from Division 2 go up. So that means Viking might be the seventh best team in Europe, but they don't get to play in the top eight because they get relegated down. And the teams that they could have faced for a relegation series that they might just be flat out better than automatically go up. And that means since we have two seasons of majors leading into TI, they had their chance in the first one, they didn't make it. And then the second one, they never even get to try because they get relegated down. And now two other teams get a chance to go to TI. What do you think about the idea of the bottom two of the upper play, the top two of the lower to decide who's... Who goes upper? Do you like that idea? Like, uh, it could be a round robin, it could be a GSL format, whatever the case may be. Something like that, or maybe even just have more teams in the second round. So, 
the two teams from Division Two move up to Division One, and nobody moves down. That's another solution, right? You could also do it that way. Um, Either way, I what I worth, feel really bad for Viking because yeah, they're one of the. It's like not they don't have like the the good. flashy names, but we've we've cast a lot of them in the past. We've talked about this in the past as well. They're, it's just a feel good team, a feel good story because they've been together for so long and they're continually improving. And it feels like they just got fucked, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the hardest region by far. I think we could, I mean, I guess China is kind of unknown For sure. to me, but no, it, EU it, is, is, it is the hardest. EU is really, really hard. So, feels pretty bad. Uh, okay, any of the other regions we want to talk about? Or do you want to wait till next week? I, we're really going late. So, maybe we'll just wait. This is a long week. episode. So, maybe we should just catch up on dpc next week there won't be as much stuff as yeah, this one. that'll be the end okay so the next topics are quite quick and it's been two weeks for this one because we had jenkins on the last episode uh twitch pogchamp is now uh komodo hype apparently i know a lot about emotes uh <laughs> mm-hmm. so if you guys don't remember the original pogchamp was removed because the guy is fucking crazy as shit uh, that the picture is of and at first they had a new emote every day uh, based on streamers, and I guess they had some sort of vote, and the winner ended up being Komodo Hype, which I personally love. That is a Komodo dragon. They're very cuddly. I don't know if they actually are cuddly, but the way that his mouth is opening looks very cute. I like it a lot, Cinder. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's good. Um, honestly, I kind of like the thing that they had going, and I don't know if they needed to stop that for any reason. I kind of like the uniqueness of a new Pog Champ every day uh, and I think they could have just kept going with that forever because how many streamers on Twitch wouldn't want their face to be PogChamp for a day? Um, so honestly, to me, this is, uh, if you had to pick one, this is probably the pick from the from the pool that you had, but I, I guess they just didn't want to manage it, getting a new PogChamp every day. So they were just like, okay, that was a fun event. Let's move on, do something else. Um, Fair enough. But that 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 kind of thing, I actually really liked that event. That felt very community centric. That yeah. different streamers got to have their face. Maybe on it was Champ. maybe it was kind of so. annoying to upkeep for Twitch. I have no idea. Like they have somebody dedicated to changing every day. I'm sure they could have made something automated, but I mean, yeah, probably. I think the the current PogChamp, I, I like it. So not that I'm a huge emote guy to begin with, but I like it, Cinderin. Okay, yep. next thing. Uh, tw- <laughs> this story. Oh my god, this story is good. Okay. So BlizzCon occurred, and Metallica, who has been on BlizzCon many a time, uh, were performing, and the music over the official Blizzard channel and all the Twitch co-stream channels was, uh, it was muted, essentially, and replaced by 8-bit music to avoid DMCA. That is hilarious. Even on the official Twitch channel, they put 8-bit music over Metallica, even though, obviously, BlizzCon had the rights to use it. That not only is that hilarious just because of the Twitch DMCA problems that they've had in the past, but Metallica being the one is so. I love Metallica in terms of like music. For those that don't remember, because I'm fucking old, Napster when it first came out 20 years ago was a an app that allowed you. I say app. It was an application on your computer desktop that used to download music. It was like the first of its kind. It was a huge deal back then, and Metallica is one of the big reasons that it got shut down because of Lars Ulrich uh, not appreciating it very much, and he's basically had a terrible reputation since. But it's just hilarious that it ends up being Metallica of, of all the bands. But what are your thoughts on this, Sinan? Because that's 
pretty good. I mean, 8-bit music can be really good. Uh, I like a lot of 8-bit music. So depending on which Metallica songs were played, it might have been an improvement um, from <laughs> Twitch. They might just have had really, you know, they had somebody there doing quality control and they were like, from Twitch's perspective, we think we can improve these songs and this is how we're going to do it. Did um, they not so, address oh, this? Same. I, I should have looked this up. I, I had, We had so much on this podcast. I, did they never address what happened? Because that would be even the most hilarious I, aspect I don't of fucking it. Know, <laughs> they it's, just never uh, assess what happened. It's like, just, eh. I, I'm just, I can't help but say with a smirk, I'm a fish. It's just so fucking funny. Like, it's just so, <laughs> it's, it's funny and sad at the same time. But I choose to take the funny perspective on this that, like, it's just hilarious that it comes to this that you can even have your own event where you have paid a band to play and it still gets fucking blocked on twitch even though you have the band's explicit permission to broadcast it like <laughs> that is just it's just fucking it's fucking funny like I'm what sure. can i say the funny but, thing is i'm sure metallica was like man not this shit again we actually don't care this time like come on like, i just i really hope and maybe this is naive but i hope that over the next decade the music industry catches up a little bit because I really want to call it catching up because I just feel like it's out of touch with what is happening in the population or they or they genuinely have data and reasons that suggest that this is the way to handle it to maximize profit. We've talked about this in an episode a long time ago with when people started getting DMCA on Twitch for playing music. It's just to me, it's just so archaic and so out of touch with the community and the the audience that you have on Twitch. Like it just. It feels like 70-year-old people making decisions for 20-year-olds. That's generally, that's genuinely how I feel about it. You mean like, it's, it sounds like so... government to you, Cinder? Is that what you're trying to say? Not necessarily. Well, in the um, U.S. at least. It's just old people deciding well... <laughs> stuff for young people. That's just how it works. I mean, it, it's, it's more like... It's different, right? Because in government, you vote for people. Here you don't, you don't really have a voice, right? I mean, you do, but then you get... DMCA and then you don't. No, have you do have anymore. a choice. You can you can stream on Mixer. Oh wait, you can stream yeah. on Facebook. Oh, not really. Well, yeah. it's it's kind of a monopoly. Right it's now. um, yeah. Agreed. Okay, next topic. Uh, Mortal Kombat the movie. I saw the trailer. It comes out April sixteenth. First of all, have you? I don't know why I'm even fucking asking you this question. Have I seen the trailer? Have you seen the original Mortal Kombat from back in the day? No. Okay, so the original Mortal Kombat, like even back then, I'm like, this is Actually, not a good... I can add something to this compared to In Bruges that's going to blow your mind. I didn't even know there was a movie until now. Okay, so back to what I was saying. The original Mortal Kombat that came out back in whenever the hell that was, was objectively just not a good movie, like had some cheesy parts, but I still loved it. And it was, I don't know if it's considered a cult classic, but. I know a lot of people liked it, even though they knew it was bad. It was what that like one of those types of movies, and I, I think it was like PG thirteen, so it wasn't anything crazy. Then they came out with a sequel, which I may have seen, but it might be the worst movie of all time. Not sure. It's just up there. So they are recreating the original Mortal Kombat, April sixteenth, rated. Okay, it's actually not rated. It's definitely rated R, which makes me so happy. There's so much blood and gore and guts. Not that I'm a violent person at all, but. It, it feels... Okay, let me put it this way. I know I'm going to upset a lot of people. Marvel movies. I cannot stand Marvel movies because they are so pandered to... It's just... 
Okay, even worse. I'll make it even worse uh, case here, or better case in my case here. Disney Plus, every single content piece on that platform is fucking garbage because it's all PG. Like, I cannot get into something that is a PG show or movie. It just doesn't feel realistic. It doesn't click with me. Like That's Marvel, good for you that the Dragon's Blood trailer was the way it was then. Yes. I mean, I would have loved it anyway, let's be real. But for Marvel, like Logan... Deadpool, those are amazing. They're both rated R. They just, it just, they have so much more freedom. This trailer for Mortal Kombat gets me so fucking excited. You actually see people's heads get ripped off. Fatality, Syndrome. I am excited. Again, not a violent person, Syndrome, but no. I enjoy violence. No, no. I enjoy watching it when it's a movie or a TV show. I don't like MMA and boxing, just throwing it out there. What were your thoughts on this trailer if you even watched it? I just skimmed through it. I mean, it it doesn't really. You skimmed. Through. Is this it's, the actual it's trailer? It's two minutes. How do you not spend two minutes researching a topic? Is it a trailer or a teaser trailer? It's a trailer. This is the actual trailer. Yeah, it's two minutes and thirty seconds. A teaser is like ten seconds. Well, the teaser trailer for Dragon's Blood was like a minute, right? That's okay. That's not a real teaser though. An actual teaser right. is short. Trailers are like a minute and a half to two minutes. I mean, my first my first thought just watching this is that it looks like what you said. It looks it lo first of all, it looks really good. I think the shots look very very nice. Um, the shot. the characters. I don't know very much about Mortal Kombat. I think I've played very very little. Uh, and I, like I said, I didn't watch the first movie. But I mean, it it looks solid. It's not something okay. that gets me super hyped because I don't really know the story very much and the right. universe. I... Like I said. But. Usually, I would make fun of you, but I actually mm -hmm. understand. Like, you just were never into Mortal Kombat as a kid, right? I assume that's the case. Right. So, to me, it looks like Fine. it looks enough. like a lot of other movies of this type. But I think if you're into Mortal Kombat and the universe, you're really excited for that. But okay. there's nothing when I watch that that makes it really stand out. I'm like, holy shit, this is so different from other movies well, of this kind. You know what I mean? It, it is different because it's a, a video game based movie that's rated R. Right. That is different in and of itself. Which, again, right. there's no technical rating yet, but I promise you it's rated R. Um, no, I mean, of course. <laughs> and for me, like growing up as a kid, Mortal Kombat was just an amazing game. Like I played all of them. They were so good. Uh, I don't really like the newer fighting games very much personally because they're just too complicated for an old boomer like me. But yeah, Mortal, this is this. I am genuinely excited. I'm going to be dis. Usually I have low expectations for video game based movies, but I hope I'm not disappointed with this one excited do you think the, the characters so it sounds like you know mortal kombat very well do you think they've chosen good actors to represent the characters uh i think so i mean mm -hmm. again we're comparing to the original mortal kombat that had a literal fucking white guy as raiden when that guy's obviously asian and the actor itself was horrible like comically bad like fucking terrible so yeah, they've they've improved things quite a bit. Uh, I mean, again, the original Mortal Kombat was like very cheesy and kind of intended to be cheesy. This mm. one looks very serious, and I mean, there's no big name actors in it that I remember, but yeah, they have a cool twist of like, because Scorpion and Sub Zero, you've at least heard of, I'm sure, right? Yeah, they're like these. Isn't ninja... Raiden in this trailer as well? Yeah, and he's Asian. Yeah, I mean, I, I recognize quite a lot of the characters, actually. But I don't think I've ever played. Okay. I've just well, watched anyway, a little bit, I guess. Like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, again, I'm not super into the recent lore of Mortal Kombat or anything. But they're always just these ninja guys behind masks. And this one, they mm -hmm. show that they're human beings 
that turn into that somehow. So that's kind of a cool aspect that I've never seen before. So looking forward to that. Okay. Last topic of this evening is Mars Perseverance. I didn't get to watch this live, but NASA had got a probably going to sound like a goddamn idiot. I assume it's NASA sent yep. another robot type thing into Mars atmosphere and landed yes. into <laughs> Mars and straight into the core. I'm going to read basically the summary here from uh, Nikki's brother who has general information about it because he's filling me in on stuff that I wasn't, even though this fascinates me. Uh, it landed safely on Mars. There's a clip of it on Twitter, which I watched, by the way. It's actually super high quality. Very cool. The goal of this mission is to find signs of life. It has a small helicopter on it called Ingenuity, and they're going to test that to fly for like 90 seconds sometime in the coming weeks. The way it collects samples are pretty cool as it digs hole in Mars, puts in the big vial capsule-looking thing, and then a future mission called MSR, Mars sample return where we're supposed to pick it up and send it back to earth um and then the difference between the one that happened you know how many years ago was that uh this one is looking for life the other one was looking for water essentially so i mean it's very fascinating what very do cool. you think someone would pay for sand from mars probably a lot what but... do you think what do you think that would auction for if this flew back and they were like oh well guys it's just fucking sand and then they keep a sample of it, obviously, for historical reasons. And then they sell the rest. How much would people pay for so, like a little vial of the sand? From it's Mars? all about supply and demand, Sundaran. Like, how much are we Dude, talking that's here? Fucking. If you have enough, do you think for it could one... go for billions? Yes, I actually uh, billions. Hmm. Probably not billions. No. No. But if you have just a very small amount to sell, then. Obviously, the price will skyrocket. Billions? I doubt Damn. it. I doubt billions. Damn. I, I am. I am very. The, uh, the reason that it's a bad investment is because you're going to end up getting more. Like we're going to go back. Like that obviously is the next step in our chapter as a human race. So well, your NASA value can needs only to go cover down. Their costs, right? They paid billions <laughs> to get up there, and they're going to find fucking sand. Aren't That's they government funded? That's a pretty bad funded? return on investment. I'm pretty sure they're government. Funded. It's like making, that making a video game and then not advertising it to an audience. And then nobody plays it. That's also bad. That, that's not the same because uh, we no, saw Mars. It's not. Rover, no. you know? <laughs> okay. So that brings us to the end of the episode. We're not going to do any Patreon questions. We have two that we have lined up for next week because we've gone way over time. Again, remember, friends, subscribe to the new We Say Things YouTube channel, youtube.com slash we say things. Link will be in the description. This will be the last episode on Dota Cinema ever because this show is literally killing my channel. Cinderin is literally you're, killing you're Dota Cinema. So, okay. That brings us to the end of this. Cinder, would you like to say anything? You seem to Subscribe want to, to the new channel. Subs Thank you. Subscribe. Subscribe. Do it now. All right. Yeah. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us as always. Until next time, Suns fan Cinderin. Signing out. Goodbye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. But thanks for listening.